This week on You Should Be Watching, we talk about how the 2021 Oscars have been postponed. Then we debate who is the best live-action Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland. And then we list the best live-action Spider-Man movies. That's all this week on You Should Be Watching. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of You Should Be Watching. And just a reminder, we are still in the middle of Play For All here at GameSpot, which is a multi-week event where you get your latest gaming news and interviews and charity live streams, which are going on for another few weeks. And so if you want to donate to Black Lives Matter or COVID-19 Relief, please check the links in the description below. And now we're going to go on to this episode. We've got Ryan and Meg with me today. Hey guys, how's it going? Going well. How are you? Good. So first of all, question we always ask is what's on your TV? So Ryan, what are you watching? Uh, a few things lately. Uh, a couple of movies that I've watched. I rewatched Ad Astra, which I saw in the theaters. Uh, my wife hadn't How seen was it. How the second so we, time? I, I like, hey, if it's two hours of Brad Pitt, like inner monologue, <laughs> like just voiceovers. Like it's, it's, it's cool by me. Uh, she seemed to like it as well. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a, it's a kind of father-son struggle, the whole thing. Uh, I thought it was really well. It's beautifully shot. Um, I did not, you know, I took Greg's recommendation to kind of rewatch it, as he said last week in the podcast. But I didn't watch Lucy in the Sky, the other space uh, movie uh, that he kind of watched as a double feature. Instead, I also watched Ready or Not this past weekend. Yes, I think uh, you made I had the never right seen, choice by yeah. skipping Lucy in the Sky and watching Red Here Not. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I, I'm being had never, it's not, that I had, had, not that they have anything in common. Yeah, not at all. But I, I never watched it and I heard a couple of good things about it and it was fun, horror, um, cool concept. Uh, I, I, I forgive, I don't know the main actress's name, the lead, but she was great. Um, super badass. Mm -hmm. um, it was a fun concept, kind of a little bit of like get out type vibes to me, um, but it was really cool. But more importantly, guys, I started Hannibal season one, Finally, episode one. Yes. I'm so Literally, excited for you. Yes, the time thank has you. Come. It, Meg, Meg has Meg. You have told me for <laughs> numerous months now. This is one of like the best series that ever kind of aired. Uh, it kind of came and went. Um, I can't believe I overlooked it. To be honest, um, I just watched the first episode and already I'm like, wow, this is going to be incredible. Um, so, so I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix now, so yeah. we had been recommending this show on this show before, but now it's more accessible than ever because the whole thing is on Netflix, mm -hmm. so yeah. just watch it. Oh, Hell yeah. A, what a perfect show. Yes. Yeah, it's great. You're you're in for a ride. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you think of this uh, season and then the entire show yeah, when you're sure. done. Keep us updated. Will do. Meg, what are you watching? Um, so I've actually been listening to a narrative podcast, which is a little atypical for me, especially now that I'm like home and not driving anywhere. Like I usually kind of mm -hmm. sequester my podcast to the car, but I've been listening to the Magnus Archives, which is a horror podcast um, that's about, it's kind of like the SCP Foundation. Like it's about like this archive of, of people who have been, like had weird experiences and there's a guy kind of like dictating their written statements and, and whatnot. And then it turns into this whole huge, like actual world building narrative thing. It's like 200 episodes long. I've just been wow. going crazy for it. It's so good, um, nice. which, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how I've just been able to sit at my computer and like listen to a mm -hmm. podcast and do nothing else. But I have mm -hmm. been, which I guess is a testament to the quality of the show. Um, but I've also, yeah, I must be good. finally started watching BoJack Horseman for the first time. Like nice. over, yeah. Like yeah. when I take a break from Magnus Archives, I turn on BoJack. So I'm in season two, I think of it. I think, or maybe it's at the end of season two. 
Um, but I'm really liking it. I don't know how or why I didn't watch it when it first happened, because it's very much up my alley, but I just <laughs> skipped it entirely. So now, really stoked to be existential and sad for the next several oh weeks. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like you have to be ready for that in this yeah. current climate. Yeah, it was probably right. a bad it is a bit choice, of a downer, but whatever. It's a bit of a downer, but like it's it's a good show. It's it is. Um I know Lucy's a big fan of that show mm. as well. Um I haven't finished it though. So I I still have a bit more to watch on Bojack. But uh I watched The Iron Giant this weekend on oh, HBO nice. Max. And I love that movie so much. And honestly, I think this is the only time that Vin Diesel made me cry ever, I think, in his entire career. <laughs> what a well, maybe movie. Groot, too. I think Groot got me, too, at one point. But, like, uh, the triple Iron X, Giant triple X was the make first. You cry? Triple X to make you cry? No? Tears of joy. What about family? What about Fast Five? <laughs> I love I love Me Familia, but I've, I've never... I, I, I did I did cry, but it was pretty... I'm pretty sure it was Paul Walker that made mm, me cry. And okay, not, fair, fair. Not Vin Diesel, yeah. But, yes, uh... The Iron Giant is delightful. It was uh, Brad Bird's directorial debut, and then he went on to do The Incredibles and Ratatouille and Mission Impossible. Um, but yeah, it, it was really good. And I just love the message that you take away from it, which is like, you are who you choose to be. And I think that's still a really good message today. Um, but yeah, it, it was just really sweet and and uh, heartfelt. Mm -hmm. And I also watched um, What We Do in the Shadows yes. season one. <laughs> Have you seen season two yet, Matt? I have finished season two. I is it good? Yes, is it just as good? It's, it's better than season one. It's oh my gosh! I so can't wait to keep it, going. It has like I mean it, it's very good in the start, but like towards the back half of season two, it gets mm -hmm. so funny that like I I think I rewatched so one of the episodes like three or four times. It's oh my gosh! It has the spirit I think, and I've described it this way to a couple friends. It's it's got the spirit of like Wet Hot American Summer in a couple Love of the it. episodes. And so it's just, it's so funny and so absurd. Mark Hamill shows up it at is. one point. It's the best. It's so good. <laughs> Can't wait. I cannot wait to see more of it because I loved season one. I binged through it literally in two days. I watched it uh, in basically two sittings. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's absurd in the best way. And it's, it's extremely silly and fun. And I love it um, a lot. Ryan, have you seen the movie before or the show? I actually have not. It's one of the things I haven't. I, I've heard so many great things about it too. It. Yeah, so I, I so I'm, I'm definitely gonna add that to my list. Uh, with the, with the new puppy uh, and Call of Duty Warzone, I've been playing a lot of. Um, <laughs> I have, I honestly have sat down to try to watch things, but I'm like so distracted. Mm -hmm. And then like all, obviously going through Twitter and just looking at like news, what's going on. Uh, it's hard yeah. to like find time to watch those things. I was actually surprised that I sat down and watched those two movies that I mentioned earlier. Mm, um, but I think right, my next yeah. my next binge watch is going to be Hannibal, like from start to finish. I just have to yes, I have to sure. finish that. I have to get in the past. Stick yeah. with that. Yeah. Finish that, with and that. then do what Highly we do in the shadows, it. and then come talk. <laughs> Hell to yeah! Me. Okay, I trust you guys. I trust you guys now, so I gotta, I gotta do it. Perfect. It's so good. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. If you haven't checked it out, like you can watch all of it on Hulu now. Mm -hmm. So no excuses. Awesome. Go for it. All right, on to this just in. So let's talk about some of the latest news in the last week that caught our eye. So the first one is a whole bunch of new release dates. Uh, we've got Tenet moving to July 31st from July 17th. That's two weeks later. Um, and also replacing it on July 17th will be the 10 year anniversary of Inception. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I'd go back to the theater just to watch Inception again, <laughs> though. I think I would wait. I'm not risking it. A little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A two-week delay feels very optimistic. 
Like that yes, it seems I, silly. I think so too. I've been following the the tenant release story like since I like theaters in China started doing um the like Dark Knight re up mm-hmm. in theaters to like you know like lead up to tenant or what have you. Mm-hmm. And even when that was happening, I was like, this doesn't seem smart like at all. Yeah. But they were so like all of the coverage around it was so adamant that tenant was going to happen and it was going to be in theaters and it was going to be on time. And now I'm just like, guys. Just delay it. Just like actually earnestly delay it because I feel like it's yeah. going to be two mm-hmm. weeks and then it's going to be another two weeks and then it'll be, you know, I don't know. I just, it, yeah. it seems silly. Just You're right. I feel like we're going to be reading another story in two weeks from now and yeah. saying like, oh no, it's it's in August now and they're just going to keep pushing it and pushing it. Yeah. But who knows? Like They're really trying to make this happen in July. They're really trying to bring movie theaters back. They sure are. I think it's a little soon. And I, yeah, and I get it. Like Christopher Nolan's always been a proponent of like you know the movie theater experience, but like you're saying, we have to be smart about this. Like two two weeks, mm-hmm. like nothing really can change in two. I mean, we see like just like restaurants and bars opening across the U.S. and like we're like waiting for like spikes in numbers of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just w- just push it back a few months and just like just like let's just all relax and like it'll come. It'll be probably be a great movie going experience but let's just be, be safe and smart about it yeah so i don't know part of this feels like it's an experiment like this is a big movie but not a huge movie and mm-hmm. they're seeing who's gonna show up mm. yeah but i don't know it's it's weird it's very strange but um as for other movies uh warner is pushing wonder woman godzilla and matrix 4 to later dates uh so wonder woman 1984 is moving to october from august uh do you think october is gonna be I don't know. I feel like an okay time for Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder. This movie has been so yeah. delayed already that I'm just like, yeah. they should have just pushed it into 2021. Yeah, like just yeah. like commit to it because I don't know. I feel like even October is is dicey, and especially with like movies like Wonder Woman, when you have like Warner has two massive streaming services that they could, you know, in theory premiere it on which i think would be a really Mm -hmm. cool experiment like not that i think that it wouldn't also do well in theaters but it if you want it out there like just put it out there you've got the means to it's gonna be fine but i mean yeah any of these movies if you if they put these movies out on like pay-per-view or whatever whatever you want to call it you know itunes store Mm-hmm. People will pay. People will pay some good money. Yeah, to see. Yeah. Nothing I mean, from you'll, the you'll make some of Trolls World yeah, Tour. Yeah, you'll make some serious money if Wonder Woman mm-hmm. 1984 is available and people can buy it at home. I mean, yeah. And then it's you don't have to worry about like any of like the safety precautions. Like you're you're fine. Everyone watching it at home, you know. I mean, but it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of their tentpole. Obviously, their you know um, franchises in in the DCEU. Um, if that's even a thing anymore, yeah. DCEU. <laughs> but uh, it's you the know, only term that we have. They want it I theaters, keep saying yeah. it, even though every time I say it, like Mike always corrects me. He's like, "That doesn't exist. It's not a real thing." And I'm like, "I yeah, don't care." It's, a- <laughs> it's just the quickest terminology to turn to to for a specific. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like even if you say modern DC, where does that start? Right, yeah. It doesn't make. Where do you start that? Yeah, DC. I don't know. I'm still saying it. I'm even okay (laughs) with them doing like limited movie experience. You know, like be very Mm -hmm. cautious. Like half people in there, mask up, be safe. Um, But then, like Mm -hmm. maybe a couple weeks later, like okay, now you can get it at home if you want. If you didn't want to go out to the theaters. Um, you know, not a rest yeah. of people out there. Like, just make yeah. it available to people who are being a little more conservative. Um, you know, going out in public, who only want to go out for mm-hmm. essential things, like you know, um, you know, groceries right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then watch it at yeah. home, and you can be in your ha- in your house, and they can charge more. They can charge fifty bucks, and a family would probably pay fifty bucks to go see 
what you'd spend mm -hmm. easily, uh, or if not more, at a movie theater. Right. Yeah, yeah they were gonna pay 10 ahead anyway, at least 20 ahead maybe in certain cities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for an entire family to go. So yeah, I, I feel like they would spend the same amount of money to see the new Wonder Woman. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and then The Matrix is being pushed back 11 months, uh, has a new release date of April 1st, 2022. And that is because uh, production was shut down due to COVID-19. And then Godzilla vs. Kong is going to take its other spot, uh, which was May 21st, instead of Thanksgiving this year. So Godzilla is moving to May 21st. Matrix is moving to April 2022. Mm. Uh, any hype for the, either of those movies, guys? Not for Matrix. <laughs> I don't think Matrix War should exist. I, I, you, and, I mean, you, and Mike, you and Mike together. Yeah, no, Mike yeah. poisoned me on this. I did not have like <laughs> like strong opinions on the Matrix until he started talking to me about it, and I was just like, oh, you're right. I guess mm -hmm. that's true. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for Godzilla vs. Kong. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I think that all of those modern Godzilla and like Kong Skull Island and whatnot, I think they're all fun. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all fine. Yeah. I enjoyed them just fine. Kong like, Skull yeah. Island was basically a Pokemon movie, and I'm super yeah, into it. Yeah, it was. And like, it's also just very bleak. Like, everything about Kong uh -huh. Skull Island was so, like, weirdly, <laughs> like, depressing. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, mm -hmm. cool. This is interesting. Um, so I'm excited for it. Yeah. I didn't actually see the yeah. last, last Godzilla one. What was it? Land oh, of King of the Monsters. King of Monsters. I it didn't was, see. I didn't see that one. The one before that I did hard, enjoy. Okay, it yeah. was just okay. <laughs> it yeah. was fine. It's watchable. It's yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. fine and it's pretty. Like it's everything looks great in it, which is nice. Mm -hmm. The plot's kind of. But a mess. It, it is definitely disappointing for the hardcore Godzilla fan. Yes. I know Kurt didn't like it, and he loves Godzilla for sure. Yeah. Um, and I totally understand mm -hmm. his perspective there. But yeah, for me, it was just it was fine. Yeah, like I have no loyalty to Godzilla, but. I still enjoy a good monster movie. Yeah, I think same. I think when it comes to Matrix Four for me, I, maybe I'm a little bit more excited for it just because like I'll watch anything with Keanu in it now. I feel like he's <laughs> sure. like, yeah. our, you know, like, I will. I'll always throw Keanu money. That's yeah. true. It, it can't be. <laughs> like, that I'll even bad. watch Bill and Ted. Yeah. I don't. I mean, y yes, it can. <laughs> it can definitely <laughs> it can. be that bad. <laughs> but I mean, I'm bad, still gonna but... see it. Like, I'm still. I'm definitely gonna see it. So, like, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want. I won't trash talk it or anything. But. I definitely am like. Ugh. I, I just think that the bar is so high in terms of what that first one accomplished, um, not sure. like yeah. te technically mm -hmm. and like the storytelling and the whole concept of it. It's kind of like why even try um, at right. this point? But I mean, if they add, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean that was like a long time ago. If they add all the elements that now they could can use technically, I mean, it might be a visually just like blow us out of our mind, out of our heads mm -hmm. again. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely possible. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Regardless, sure. but uh, I just don't know what this movie is. I, yeah. I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, We'll see where it goes. All right, the next story is that the 2021 Oscars is postponed. So, Meg, you actually wrote this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Variety is reporting that they're pushing it from February 28th to April 25th, mm -hmm. and that's due to concerns about COVID. And then this is going to affect uh, submission deadlines, too. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to add anything to this? I mean, I think it's smart. This is, I, if I'm not incorrect here, I don't, I mean, I haven't been paying super close attention to things outside of, outside of the entertainment sphere, but I think this is like the most forward-thinking delay we've had so far, as, you know, like this event would not have been, like, into the end of February normally, and they're already pushing it back, which I think is a really smart move on mm -hmm. their behalf, but I also, I mean, even reading, like, the, the release that was sent out to Variety, it's they don't really know what that means or what it's going to look like. You know, like if a red carpet can happen, if the Dolby theater right. is going to be filled to half capacity or what. I mean, it's so 
far ahead and so far into the unknown that like I feel like it's either going to be not enough of a delay or we're going to get to April and it's going to be like this is overkill everything's back to normal like this was incredibly silly now we have all this time on our hands to like fill in the mm-hmm. old award season so I don't know I'm that's that's where I'm at for it it's hard to tell yeah, I think it's smart, though. It's better safe than sorry. Exactly. And like you said, it's the most forward-thinking thing, especially in comparison to what we just said, <laughs> which is Tenet coming out two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a smart move. And it's just funny if you think about what actually came out in 2020 and nothing has yet. So it's just like, what's going to be nominated? Yeah. I'm just still pulling for Sonic the Hedgehog to <laughs> rack it up. Right, yeah. yeah I'm like, gonna play I want Sonic the Hedgehog here. to get Golden Globes. I'm going to play mm-hmm. devil's advocate here. And do we even need an Academy Awards next year? No. Like, we don't. Do we? I don't. I, <laughs> we really don't. I'm for, it's like the weirdest the movie year ever, you know, amongst yeah. other things. So why yeah. even, why even just be like, okay, we'll pass this year. It's been a weird movie release schedule. Everything's delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like, uh, like the finalists are going to be a different crop of finalists than would normally, I, I feel like, in <laughs> yeah. every category. It's going to be like really yeah. weird. Even with the updated submissions, like the the submission deadline is now in Feb, like February twenty eighth. I think it's the cutoff. Which mm-hmm. are if you know we're banking a lot on whether or not movies actually start coming out in the winter. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. Right. And if they don't, congratulations to the six movies that came out, <laughs> and that's it. All right. Yeah. That is assuming a lot. Yeah. So congratulations to Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and Birds um, of Prey in advance. <laughs> Sonic and Birds um, get a I, clean sweep. But, Birds of yeah. Prey. Birds of Prey gets all <laughs> the other just, awards. They should just go back and fix Sonic past seasons of the Oscars instead. They should just go back and be like, oh, you know, we were wrong about 1997. <laughs> Let's fix this one. Let's fix that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, I think it would have made more sense to just like push it and be like, it's canceled this year, but we will also take it into account the four movies that came out in 2020 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. going into the next Oscar <laughs> totally, season. Totally. I feel like that would have made more sense. Because like, how awkward would it be if they like try to pull off the show and there's like this long table in the shot between the interviewer and like right, yeah. the, the people on the red carpet. Everybody and in the red carpets like, and like bubble boy <laughs> orbs. Just, like, yeah. Sure. Everyone will be on Zoom. Of tape Everyone on the and their carpet. publicist will like, be on please. Zoom doing the biggest yeah. Zoom oh party God. ever. God. Oh man, that would be so weird, and there would be so many technical difficulties oh. involved with that. Oh my Imagine God, yeah. trying to like we we're trying to do that here at Gamespot with just <laughs> guest streamers. I can't imagine the level of like how complicated it would be to try to get that many people involved in a stream. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> the last story that we have on our list is that uh, this is gaming related, but it's also entertainment related. Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PS5 holiday 2020. I'm Hell pretty yeah. excited about this. I can't you guys wait. both played Spider-Man on PS4? Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I love that game. I'm yeah. kind of furious because like I'm usually very good about being a person who waits after before. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't buy consoles at launch. Like I don't I'm not really like into it that much. So it doesn't mo- like it doesn't matter to me. But this is the only thing aside from a new Silent Hill game that would have gotten me on board at launch. So now I'm like, Mm -hmm. fine, I'll buy a PS5, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's a no-brainer. We we have to. I mean, literally, Spider-Man was what... I I bought a PS4, because I came late to the party, and Spider-Man was the one that I got the bundle, Spider-Man bundle, and it got me into playing PS4. And I was like, oh my god, this game is incredible. Um, It's so so good. This is going to get me to buy a PS5, I I, I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 
I love it. I was already, like, I've gotten every single PlayStation, so I, I knew I was going to get a PS5 anyway, but this just really solidified it for me, and it was, like, the first thing that I just got really excited about when they had the entire uh, reveal event for their games mm-hmm. last Thursday, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, but yeah, Miles Morales is having a good time right now. Um, like, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man movies, but before we even, like, go into the live-action ones, like, obviously the best Spider-Man movie, without a doubt, is into the Spider-Verse. Do I would actually say agree? it's the best superhero movie like <laughs> yeah. ever made. Yeah. Like I would throw that gauntlet down. I think it's the best superhero movie there's ever. Absolutely, there's absolutely nothing I like it. So. Nothing has even yeah. touched it. Mm-hmm. Like it was incredible to watch the story, the characters it introduced, um, just and like the animation itself. It was even different than any other oh, yeah. animated property Beautiful. that we've seen. You know, it felt like mm-hmm. comic book come to life. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking exactly that. It really did. It just yeah. like just came right off the pages and onto the screen. It was magical. It was such a good movie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That brings us to our next segment you should be watching, which we are talking about Spider-Man this week, of course. Uh, of course. So, yeah, because of the Spider-Man news with Miles Morales, we are talking about Spider-Man, but we are going to ask about the best live-action Spider-Man. Um, so is it Toby? Is it Andrew? Is it Tom Holland? And which ones are the best Spider-Man movies and why? So we already talked about Into the Spider-Verse, so we can move mm-hmm. that aside. We're talking about live-action now, so just to get that out of the way. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would just be a no-brainer and there'd be a winner already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you guys think? Uh, first question, who's the best live-action Spider-Man? Toby, Andrew, or Tom? Meg, go ahead. This is so tough. This is so tough. I think about this all the time because it feels like, here's my thing. And I love Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is a fantastic Peter Parker. I think that Mm -hmm. he embodies the character in a way that makes a ton of sense because he's a teenager and Tom Holland isn't a teenager, but he can play a teenager very convincingly, unlike Mm -hmm. a 27 year old man, Yes. which, you know, whatever. (laughs) But it also, it's hard for me to compare and or like Andrew and and Toby and Tom because it feels like they're working under very different parameters like it's you know like you you can't necessarily judge an MCU movie by the standards of non-MCU movies and vice versa yeah Mm -hmm. um so and that token even though I love Tom and I think that he's a fantastic Peter I feel like Andrew Garfield's my favorite wow I don't know nice it's very weird Mm -hmm. I I don't particularly think that The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 are the best movies of the bunch. But, but I this is your favorite like, Peter Parker. Yes. I feel <laughs> like had Andrew Garfield been given better movies and had he been given perhaps the support and, you know, the, the sort of backing of an MCU movie, he could have done a fantastic job. Hmm. I just think, like, he, he really embodied the character in an interesting way, and I don't feel like it's his fault that his movies are not <laughs> 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 It's true that it's not his fault. Uh, yeah. Ryan, what's your favorite? That's a good argument, though, Meg, because, like, all three of them are great actors, right? They're, mm-hmm. like, none of them are, like, really poor actors. Um, this is a tough one for me, too, because I feel like it's, like, 
whatever time you grew up in and the Spider-Man movie mm -hmm. was hot during that time, like a really popular one, like everyone's gonna have a different answer. Like I understand um, like in more of a recency bias, like Tom Holland is amazing as Spider-Man and, and I can't imagine anyone else like playing Spider-Man than him right now. Cause he, like you said, he plays a young teenager mm -hmm. really well. But like, you mm -hmm. know, I, I'm a little bit older than like the generation growing up now that maybe is even into, more into Spider-Man than I was. Uh, I am right now, you know, some, a younger generation. Mm -hmm. So like to Toby was like kind of our Spider-Man when we first got into like the, these comic book movies coming to the big screen. I, mm -hmm. I want to kind of give the I want to give the lead to Toby just because like he had his own standalone Spider-Man franchise, whereas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tom Holland is kind of riding on the I'm not saying he's not good. He's great. But he's kind of riding right, on the coattails of the MCU machine and the Avengers machine and all that kind of built in. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of mm -hmm. built in. And it's like they almost was like, there's no way they can screw this up because like Spider-Man's so lovable. And then the MCU was already kind of just churning out these great movies. So I, I feel like we need to see like I would love to see. I can't wait for the next Spider-Man movie because I didn't like Far From Home as much as Homecoming. But we'll get to that. The, the movies in a, in a bit here. Um, so I, I kind of give the nod, slight nod to Toby as of right now. Sure. Is that mostly because of nostalgia or because you grew up with him or because he had his own trilogy and he carried that? I think it's all, all of the above. Yeah, I think it's all of the above. I think it's a little bit of all mm -hmm. of them. I mean, I think that, um, and I uh, I, Gar I didn't watch the Garfield ones. I mean, I saw like, portions of it like when I was skipping through channels sure. back in the day and I just didn't, I didn't stick with it. I just didn't, I was just like, ah. Uh, this like how it looked, I didn't, I didn't enjoy and the villains was kind of like, kind of a little cheesy for me, but, um, and then Spider-Man <laughs> 3, obviously it, it didn't, Spider-Man 3 was not a good look for, for Toby, but I think that like the first two Spider-Men, like it was just like incredible, like you haven't seen it before. And he just kind of really, really brought that character to life on the big screen. Tom Holland's done a great job. It's a little bit different. And I don't want to, I, I think that I've obviously seen the more recent ones, but I don't want that to kind of skew, mm -hmm. skew my opinion on it. I, I think that if I, sure. it's been a while since I went back and watched the Toby ones, but if I went back, I'd be like, damn, he's really good Spider-Man. Yeah. I think they were all well cast. I can't say I pick all of them, obviously, um, but mm -hmm. I, I think they all did a great job in their own mm -hmm. ways. And yeah, like I grew up with Toby. I was a teenager when uh, the Toby ones came out. And so I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Toby and his version of Peter Parker. But I think overall it's Tom Holland, but I, I don't know if I'm just picking that just because like he's, he's the one that actually feels like a teenager and he's like his, accent transition from being British to playing a kid from Queens is so impressive. And it I'm is, just yeah. like, I'm it's from Queens wild. and it's wild. I was yeah. like, I, I should be able to hate it the most because <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up in Queens and I'm like, I can't even hate this kid. He's doing a great job. Yeah. He sounds like he's from Queens. He's great. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's doing a fantastic job. He's just so charismatic, so much fun to watch. Um, so I think right now, if I had to answer and just pick one, it would be Tom Holland. But yeah, I, I still, of course, have a soft spot in my heart for Toby as well. All right, I like so that let's all three of us have different. different <laughs> there are there are no right wrong point. answers here. There are no yeah. wrong answers. They're There's, all correct. All Spider Men are great. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna click in, getting ready to be angry to this video, and then we're all just like, we love all of them. Yeah. They're all good. <laughs> they're all great. It's all positivity, all love all, on this on this podcast. Yeah. They're all the best. All right, so let's talk about uh, the best movies. So there's there's a handful of these Spider-Man movies, um, but let's talk about which ones are the best live action ones and why. Meg, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Okay. Which is the all best right. Spider-Man movie okay. live so, action. 
I, I have complicated feelings on this too because I want my gut instinct is to say homecoming because I have the most affection in my mm-hmm. heart for homecoming because I, I, I say what you will about the MCU and I have very complicated feelings on the MCU at large <laughs> but they do know how to emotionally manipulate you oh yeah so well and like I like all of my like maternal like my latent maternal instincts activate immediately <laughs> for baby Peter Parker yes. and like struggling under that like the girders and I'm just like no Peter I'm gonna protect you and so like I love that but I also think I don't like I I love Spider-Man 2 I think Spider-Man 2 is great mm-hmm. I think Alfred Molina's Otto Octavius is amazing probably one of the best cast villains of all time yes just across the board but I'm also, I'm going to go to bat for Spider-Man 3 a little bit. <gasps> I'm wow. going to say Spider-Man 3 is good. Whoa. <laughs> kind of. Did not expect this. It's not, it's not <laughs> great all all the way. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird. And I, I think <laughs> the plot with Harry's amnesia makes no sense. <laughs> but it's so much fun. <laughs> like... I can't not have a blast every single time I watch Spider-Man 3. So I like I don't I think if I'm going to just go by the one that like is the most fun for me mm-hmm. to watch, the one that I'm always kind of excited about to like queue up just cuz it's so absurd, I have to say Spider-Man 3. Wow. <laughs> because it's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's just oh, that movie should not exist and it does and it feels like it crept out of like a pocket dimension yeah. into our world and I think that that's Ugh. It's just like Topher so Grace different. as Eddie Brock it makes yeah. no sense. It's it so doesn't... bad, but it's also perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> do you, do, yeah, go watch is... go watch Venom and then go back and watch Spider Man Three. Listen, like, I've watched on? Venom and Spider Man Three many times. Oh, <laughs> I think they are both great movies in their own horrible I bad like, way. I, li- I liked Venom too. I like a, I love a, b- a bad I like movie. Venom, yeah. I love a bad movie sometimes. Yeah. Same, yeah. Like, I just, I, like, I know I've said three movies and my top ranking is number one here, but I just think that, I don't know, I think that for all the cultural impact of Spider-Man 3, for better or worse, <laughs> makes it a cool thing. It's like a cool cultural artifact that I think is un- not unfairly, it's disparaged <laughs> for the right reasons, but I don't know. I think that it's fun and yeah. superhero movies should be fun, so... Spider-Man 3 actually rules, except when it doesn't. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> uh, I just, I think looking back that it is fun, but uh, in the moment when it was released, I cannot forget my disappointment with it after seeing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Sure. I think just the the contrast from seeing what a great film Spider-Man 2 was to going to Spider-Man 3 and having it just be off the rails ridiculous uh, was so jarring to me and just completely broke my heart. I think I like said something out loud in the theater. I was like, what is happening? Harry Osborn dies at the end of that movie. Like, I remembered that when I was looking at the Wikipedia for it. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a big finale moment is like Harry Osborn just dying and Peter being like, I forgive you. And Harry being like, yep, me too. And then die. That is (laughs) wild. That is bonkers. But (sighs) after he delivers one of the best memes of all time where he eats the pie. I love that shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a great shot. Oh, but... So, uh, personal story here, I was such a huge fan of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Um, At Comic-Con, 
previous to Spider-Man 3 coming out, um, I talked to the Associated Press as a teenager and Aww. talked about how excited I was about Spider-Man 3 Aww. and how it was going to be the greatest thing ever. And then, and then it broke your heart. Oh my god. And then it broke my heart, and oh then my. I had to live with that being my top SEO result for the next <laughs> 10 years. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. your micro show, Justice League is Good yes. clip. Yeah, is that's incredible. That you're so excited for that Spider-Man I'm 3. I'm so excited about Spider-Man 3. That's incredible. Great. <laughs> we, need, we need to find that and print that out and get it framed. It's everywhere. Okay. It's everywhere. If, I search, if you search my name for like the next 10 years, it was just me talking about Spider-Man 3. And I was like, Perfect. I need to... I need to bump this down a bit. It's something Chast- else. Chastity, guess what? what? Guess what, be. Chastity? We're going to put it in this video. I'm going to edit it into there. <laughs> What's your lucky day? Oh. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I had just turned 20. I was so excited about it. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Anyway. All right. Uh, Ryan, what's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Or is it my- Homecoming as well? My- mine's a toss-up. I think, I think mine's <laughs> mm-hmm. between Homecoming and Spider-Man 2. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think, uh, you know, Spider-Man kind of reintroducing, uh, introducing us to the origin story um, and Tobey Maguire. But then kind of having to do that again, you know, made a billion dollars. And then the second one comes out and it's even better. Uh, like you said, Dr. Ock, uh, amazing, one of the best villains that we've seen in any of these films. But I also really enjoyed Homecoming and um, Michael Keaton. I mean... Yeah, as, as Vulture. Ooh, yeah. I mean, got a shout I, out to my. There was a moment. Yeah, there was a moment in that movie. You, know, you guys know, obviously, when he's driving them to the dance, uh, and mm-hmm. the conversation oh. that he has with Tom Holland in the back seat. So I was good. like, damn, this that is actually so just like a really good, like, like it was like ten. The tension was up to like level one hundred and um, mm-hmm. super dramatic. And I was like, damn, this is like heavy stuff. Like he's a yeah, he's doing a really good job. I, I I really liked Homecoming, so it's like almost neck and neck for me. But like. I think mm-hmm. the highs. I think the highs of of Spider-Man Two might be a little bit better. Um, the, the the train sequence obviously is still in my you know mm-hmm. etched in my memory is one of the best that they've had. Um, and I think again, I, I keep on saying this, but the the more recent ones, uh, Homecoming including included, like you know Iron Man's there. He's kind of like is a lot of reintroduction and kind of they kind of slowly introdu- introduced him into like Civil War and kind of had him kind mm-hmm. of slowly get in there and it wasn't kind of a hey i'm back my own movie i'm i'm i'm, I'm carrying the whole thing you know they kind of had like iron man there and it was i don't know it felt a little bit cheapened in that sense for me like it wasn't just like a spider-man movie it was like oh we had to we had to get like the avenger guy in there to kind of make sure it does really well um mm-hmm. that kind of took a little bit out of it for me i know it's, it's I'm, I'm nitpicking here um but both of those are great spider-man movies obviously so they're like they're 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 my tops yeah mm-hmm. I, I definitely pick Homecoming and Spider-Man 2 as well uh, as my top two. I also like just the original Spider-Man in general, just um, mm-hmm. loving watching that for the first time and how many times I've watched it since, uh, especially as a teenager. And I, yeah, it was it was great. Toby was great. And I just really adored that film. And at the time, it was just like <laughs> next level. I couldn't believe that I was watching um, a superhero movie that was this good and um like at around that time we had like a few others we um the other notable one around the time was x-men um but Mm -hmm. i feel like spider-man holds up better oh totally the first x-men yeah it does hey have you have you watched the spider-man trilogy recently like how recent like how how recent was your last rewatch of all three of them of the the rainy ones uh i think two years ago okay yeah 
because I, I watched them very very recently for I think leading up to Far From Home for mm-hmm. whatever reason and some of it kind of doesn't hold up anymore mm-hmm. which is a little like disappointing yeah, I, I mean, there's, like, some visual effects. I, like, somebody pointed this out, and now I can't help but unsee it. But there's, like, a moment where uh, Mary Jane is, like, clinging to Spider-Man, and it's very clearly a dummy. And she's <laughs> swinging, but her the, they had the wind machine going the wrong way. So her hair is going counter to the direction of the swing. Oh, yeah. And just, like, little things like that where you're just yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, also, Tobey Maguire being a teenager is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty oh, It's That's... That's a little hard to believe for some reason. Like for some reason, we were already used to it though around the year oh, two thousand. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> because, like, like I remember every, watching this and every and single TV it. show had yeah. a twenty-seven-year-old playing a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it's just yeah <laughs> watching these movies now and being like, oh yeah, they're in high school talking about you know bullies and lockers and I'm like you're a grown man. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, hard to it's hard to cast like young like really yeah. good young actors you know that's like one of the hardest things so you you try right. to get someone who kind of can, can can pull it off I, that's why I think when, <laughs> uh, this is totally unrelated but like Stranger Things did such a good job casting these young mm. actors mm-hmm. that just blow it out of the park and they don't need to like you know fake their I mean they're probably a little bit older than what they are in um, in the show maybe not even I don't even know um, but they like. It's hard to do that. Not a lot of, especially when you have right. a lot of a, a yeah. franchise or franchise relying on those actors to pull off a really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. movie. So, yeah, yeah, imagine the tall order it was just to cast uh, like the three main leads from Harry Potter, knowing that they would have to do X amount of movies, not even knowing when the books were going to end. It's like yeah. you just oh, hope boy. that they have chemistry <laughs> <laughs> and that they're good for that long. But they, it worked. Oh, it worked. But yeah, yeah. Um, going back, I think. Uh, the, the Toby movies, maybe they don't hold up as, as well as I'm remembering, but um, I, in just comparing comparing to the X Men movies, they're they're kind of yes. neck and neck. Yeah, because yes. like I rewatched, I think I rewatched like X Men and X Two more recently than the Spider Man movies, mm. and I was just like, mm, why did I think this was so amazing? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I really thought time. this was like next level stuff, and like I'm watching oh, yeah. it, I was like, oh, I think the MCU's ruined those movies for me. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, which is totally fine. Um, so I guess before we close this out, are there any that you would not rewatch? Are there any Spider-Man movies that you just don't think you should revisit at all? I'm gonna have a, a hot take here and say Far From Home. I didn't mm. like I'm with, it. I'm with you, just, Meg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like it's fine and it's, it's fine. charming and Jake Gyllenhaal is like the, 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 the twist they executed with Mysterio was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but, hollow. It just didn't mean anything. It felt right. like it was spinning its wheels, you know, in the wake, especially in the wake of like Endgame. That it just it was nothing. It yeah. doesn't feel like it's actually, like this weird empty movie. Actually, you know what? You changed my mind. You brought up Jake Gyllenhaal. He's worth a rewatch. I think he does a really fun job. <laughs> He's great. Like, I, I was love I was Jake I was I, I was not uh, I was on board with you, Meg. And then you mentioned Jake, and I totally <laughs> forgot about Jake. And I was like, wait, I could give it another watch because he does such a, a great job with it. Yeah, He's I very would, good. Yeah, I would rather rewatch the Tom Holland Jake Gyllenhaal press tour than <laughs> yes, rewatch yes. Far From Home because them that together a, doing uh, those interviews yeah. was hilarious. They were so funny. Yeah, yeah. No, their chemistry was off the charts and everything to do with him. <laughs> yeah, like I want Mysterio to be like a thing, but I don't have any confidence in the MCU moving forward from Far From Home, right. like to like actually bring any of that into the bigger picture outside of, you know, the Spider-Man pocket of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just very, 
Eh. Yeah. But I guess I'm, I kind of broke up with the MCU, so I, I, I'm kind of unfair <laughs> to it now, which, I mean, it's fine. Just How do you I'll feel about, the, about the TV shows coming up? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that Falcon... I'm, I've, I'm morally obligated <laughs> to like everything to do with Captain America characters. I like Captain America. I don't know if you if you can tell based on the room <laughs> around me, tell. but I, I like Captain America a lot. So I'm very excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier, kind of, because mm-hmm. I also feel like it might be not great as far mm-hmm. as dealing with Steve Rogers and how mad that made me. So, you know, I'm excited about WandaVision, too, for the most part. Yeah. Because it seems weird. Yeah, but, I just want to see what that is. Yeah. I don't know. I... We'll see whenever they actually do come out because they've all been delayed forever, I guess. So, I'm trying so nothing's to, like, coming out this year. I don't think so. As far as yeah. I know, that the the Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be first, and they have been on production hiatus because of the pandemic. And I haven't heard anything about new release dates or production resuming. So maybe it'll drop like the first couple episodes if they have those in the can, and then they'll bring it. You know, they'll hiatus it and bring it back when yeah. they. Maybe up, they could do like a season one part one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's part going on two with them. in the spring. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, when I, I'll, I'm reserving my excitement and my concern for when we actually have more information about them. Yeah. Well, they gotta keep people subscribed to Disney Plus for something. Because right. <laughs> it's not Artemis Fowl. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Oof. Uh, oof. <laughs> 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 All right, Ryan. Are you excited for the MCU shows? I mean, yeah, I don't think they have the same, um, like, allure or hype as, like, a movie, an upcoming movie would be for me. But it's also a weird transition now where, like, they're introducing a lot of new uh, franchises or characters or movies into the MCU now. So now it's kind of, like, up for grabs. Like, can they do it again, kind of, you know, Um, after Infinity Mm -hmm. War and Endgame kind of wrapped up, um, like, one section of it. Um, So, I mean... you know, if it's streaming and we're at home and we're stuck at home, like I'm gonna watch anything MCU, anything new and fresh, and <laughs> um, give it a shot. But um, I'm not like, um, I'm actually probably more excited for the WandaVision one than I am for mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, just because it is a little bit quirky and, and weird, and the concepts kind of a little bit far out mm-hmm. there. I think that would be a little bit like more fun, and um, it's from the, definitely from the, gonna be more fun. <laughs> yeah, and from the, the small amount of. Um, uh, I've, I've heard great things about Vision Comics, even more recently, some of the comic runs yes. that he's done, so that they've done about Vision. Um, I haven't uh, read a whole bunch. I, I, I downloaded a, f- a few to, to actually read because I've heard the great things about them. So if, it, yes. if it's anything in that creative space of, of mm-hmm. what we've seen on print and, um, you know, they really weren't, tr- they kind of were, both characters were kind of treated unfairly in the, in, in the wrap up of Endgame. Uh, so I mm-hmm. think it'll be fun. I think that one is probably more excited. I'm more excited about that one than the other. Yeah, yeah the, I agree. The comics we're talking about it's the Tom King run. It's twelve issues. It's Tom King and Gabriel Walta. Yeah, read it. It's amazing. Ooh, I have to check it's what, so what year, good. What year, Meg? Meg, what year did that come out? Uh, twenty seventeen and okay, so okay, so pretty recent. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very very recent. It's twelve issues. It's standalone. You don't need to know anything about what's happening in Marvel Comics. You don't need to know anything about Vision aside from that he is a character who exists in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Pick it up at issue one, read it all the way through. It's amazing. Awesome. So I might read that tonight. I yeah. want something standalone. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I heard good. great it's things about it. The so best I'm, I'm glad that yeah, I trust anything Meg tells me. I, I, she recommends <laughs> like Hannibal, like Vision, like I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. 
It's perfect. Just, yeah, definitely read it. I think you can get it all as like one hardcover book too. So hell yeah, super easy to read. Nice. All right. So Meg, what are you working on right now that people should check out? This week is going to be all Spider-Man for me, which is appropriate for everything we just talked about. So I'm going to be actually revisiting the uh, Tobey Maguire trilogy and the Andrew Garfield movies and picking out some fun references and Easter eggs and things that are hidden in those movies. So keep an eye out on GameSpot.com for that because that's coming up this week. Perfect. Ryan, awesome. you want to plug some stuff you've been working on? Yeah, uh, I am. My, my buddy Greg and I are always doing American Horror Story videos breakdowns. <laughs> so we went back to uh, a hotel. Uh, we are rewatching that season. Actually, believe it or not, I never finished that season back in the day. So this is a fun kind of Neither uh, did I. Yeah, rewatch for us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we're just going to be breaking down uh, another episode this week. Um, we also, I, I, this past week, I went went through the whole season and picked out the best Lady Gaga moments because uh, we love that new album uh, from Lady Gaga yeah. here. It's so, so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, you know, are uh, putting together all of her best moments. She, she killed it in uh, AHS Hotel. So, yeah, pretty much American Horror Story all day, every day. Yep. <laughs> For sure. All right. So a reminder that Play For All is still going on. So we've got links in the description if you want to donate to Black Lives Matter or COVID-19 relief. And also, if you want to leave us any comments or questions about this episode, you can email us at ysbw at gamespot.com. That's ysbw at gamespot.com. If you're watching right now, you can listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Or if you are listening already, then you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash gamespotuniverse. And follow us on Twitter. I'm at chastity underscore V. And Ryan? I'm at Ryan Eric P. And Meg? I'm at Rusty Polished. Cool. Thanks for joining me, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Go watch Venom. (laughs) No.